0: Thank you, that was beautiful. Good morning. morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I'm very happy to see you all here on this third Sunday in Lent. Uh, It is also the first day of spring, and it looks like Mother Nature is cooperating kind of with that, so that's always nice. It's not none of that little white stuff falling out of the sky. Uh, we have a couple things to highlight, and the first thing this morning I'd like to highlight is we have a celebrity amongst us. We have someone who has been uh, appointed to a very important position in our county, and I'd like to embarrass him for a minute and ask him to stand up. Todd has been appointed as a Lenawee County District Judge. <clears throat> So, Rick, we're going to have to find a track of the, here come the judge, here come the every time he walks in. Um, and you'll have to let us know how we need to address you once you're sworn in, if it's your honor or how you want us to do that. Um, yeah. Actually, he already has
1: had an honor. I played a song he requested
0: today though we are Christians. Oh. It's just coming up roses for Todd right now. Yes. I also want to mention, for those of you who uh, are college basketball fans, that there is still hope both Michigan and Michigan State are still alive. Although I believe Michigan State is playing Duke today, so maybe say some extra prayers. I'm just saying. (laughs) Personally, I am cheering for, I think it's St. Mary's, the team that was the 15th seed that took out, like, two big dogs. I always cheer for the underdogs, so. um,
1: St. Peter's, I'm not sure which one.
0: I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, I think that's all I have. I'm handing it off to you.
1: (laughs) Okay, it looks like we have a fair number of announcements here, but they are all in your bulletin. Uh, for Holy Week services, uh, we are having Monday Thursday here. That'll be at seven o'clock. Um, Good Friday has not been confirmed yet. Is that still correct, Pastor?
0: No, it is confirmed. It uh, is seven confirmed. o'clock at Stony.
1: Seven o'clock Good Friday will be at <coughs> Stony Creek. Uh, Easter Sunday we are going to have a uh, contemporary service at eight thirty. We're going to do breakfast at nine thirty. And then we'll have our traditional service at 11. We are still taking donations to send to the Ukraine through UMCOR, we decided. There's a jar as you come in if you'd like to donate to that. Easter plants, you can still buy those. There's um, envelopes out in the hallway and uh, order forms, and you can turn those in either in the offering plate or hand them to Linda or somebody, and we'll make sure those get to the right place. Easter candy, we're going to do an Easter egg hunt, so we need some Easter candy to be able to put in those little eggs. Um, Pardon me? We're going to have an Easter egg hunt, Zach. Yes, lots of candy. Just what you like, huh? Yes, I know, me too. Can I do the Easter egg hunt? All right. Me too? Yeah, sure. (laughs) No. Zach said no. Zach said no. Okay. Uh, Bell Choir, we're still looking for some people to participate in that, um, either adult or children. Uh, The library is out there, if you aren't familiar with that, we've got a bookshelf out there, so feel free to grab a book and take it, read it, bring it back, keep it, bring some of yours that you want to get rid of. It's just there for all of us to share. Uh, Let's see, Pop Cans, we are still collecting Pop Cans. So bring them on in, and we have people that are returning those for us. 378 this last week. Whoa, did you hear that? 378 pop cans were returned this week. So, yeah, it adds up. Uh, Greeters, we still need a few people who might be interested in greeting on Sunday mornings. Um, Let's see. Amazon Smile and Bush's Rewards. If you're not familiar... Last year, we got $2,600 from Bushes. We didn't get a whole lot from Amazon Smile, but we're building on that, so that's good. So if you participate or purchase things from either of those and you need help getting signed up for those, let us know. It's real easy, and then we get some, some money from it, so just from your purchases. We are looking to start a generosity group um, you can let Sheila know if you're interested in that, and that's just all based on this meeting that we had uh, with someone from the conference, and we're just looking at doing some new things. Church has left the building. That is going to be on May 1st uh, from 10 to 12. We'll have some more information about that as far as signing up, and we're just going gonna to go out. Whoop going to go out into the world here and help uh, people in our congregation first. Uh, We'll see how that goes and then maybe offer another one of these types of things in the fall. Wall of Amazing Woman. Catherine Cobb is creating this wall on display and if you have somebody you'd like to have displayed on that, you can um, send that information. There is... Looks like a website you can go to there in your bulletin. For that, coffee hour, we are going to get back to having coffee hour. We are having one today, right? Yep, after church. So if you'd like to stop in and visit with people, please do. Our family uh, dinner and fun night is March 30th from 6 to 8. This is for adults and kids. And we're kind. there is going to be a meal and games, and we want you to come as a family bring kids grandkids play games with them just have fun
2: your kids friends kids friends
1: yeah okay and we are looking also to start a quilt show committee so if you're interested in that Shar is handling that for us and she is working on getting that started for an upcoming quilt show here at the church and it looks like upcoming events, I'll let you guys look through those for the week. Um, and I guess that's all I have. Kim has? Swiss Steak Supper. Swiss Steak Supper is this Thursday. <coughs> so do we have all the helpers lined up, Sheila? Are we looking good for that, or do we need? Okay. So please come and help. We are trying to get out 350 meals, so that's going to take some, some help.
2: And back to the uh, family dinner and fun night. Again, this is open for any of the congregation that would like to come too. Because what we want is people from the community to come in and meet our wonderful church family and have them fall in love with you guys the way I have. So don't think that this, just because it says community, that you know, that's for all those people. It's for all of us. But I do need people to donate cookies or brownies. Um, we're not necessarily going to do cakes or pies, but cookies or brownies for a dessert for that. And there's something else I was fo- supposed to announce, and I forgot, so I'll try to remember that for next week. Um, back to the bell choir. Actually, two bell choirs. Um, Those of you that are playing in the adult bell choir, I need you to be there. We've only got like four rehearsals before Easter, so we need to get going on that so that we'll be able to play on Easter Sunday. And good news, I'm starting to get enough people to have the kids' bell choir, and that's going to meet, like, I'll I'll let you go to uh, coffee hour for a little bit, and then we're going to have kids' bell choir right after church on Sunday, so all you moms and dads that have a busy week with sports and everything, if you come to church, you know, stay and relax and talk with people during coffee hour and, and I'll do bell choir with the kids. So um, that will be starting sometime after Easter, but I want, you know, all you that have kids that want to do it, you know, start putting that in the back of your mind. Thank you.
3: And because of the... Because of the quilt show, I just left forms out there. There are packets. You only need to have one purple top. I put little stickers in the corner. If you have five quilts you want to share with everybody at the quilt show, pick up a packet that says five. If you think you have more than five, there's some with seven, eight, whatever. Um, And we can always print more. The, The blue pages are... A form you need for each quilt you're going to display. This tells about the quilt show. This is, you need one for each quilt. And if you don't want to have to handwrite all this stuff out, your name and address 13 times or for how many quilts you have, just stick a little return address label on it. But I do need phone numbers. And then this is self-explanatory. This will be attached to your quilt. So that when people walk by it and go, ooh, ah, they'll know whose it is and which house to rob first.
1: Okay, I think that's all of the announcements. So we will start our morning of worship. a beautiful song to start our morning, wasn't it? Okay, if you'll join me for our call to worship, everyone who thirsts
0: to the waters, seek the
1: Lord. Repent and return So that you may live. All who are hungry for righteousness. Come to the waters, seek the Lord. Repent and return so that you may live. All who need the help of God come to the waters, seek the Lord. Repent and return so that you may live. Now if you'll stand still if you're able and we'll be starting with our first hymn, number 269, Lord Who Throughout These 40 Days. Please join me for our opening prayer. Let us pray together. Holy One, our balm, our feast, we lift our hands and call your name in need of healing, thirsting, and hungry. Your steadfast love is better than life. Open us this day to your nourishment in the songs of the land, in the beauty of the sky, in the simple and good moments that fill our days. Amen. You may be seated. In our gospel scripture today, we will hear
0: about the unproductive fig tree. Oh, the shame of being unproductive. Cut it down. Make room for a more dedicated and hardworking fig tree. Who among us is living up to our fullest potential? The productivity experts these days can diagnose what's wrong and sell us an antidote in three amazing sessions for a low, low price that is guaranteed to turn our lives around. But the gardener offers an alternative medicine, nurture it slowly, letting it soak in the manure all around until it can get the good stuff out of it, lying fallow and getting fertilized with laughter and tears at the rough stuff of life can help heal what ails us. Is this not something sometimes productive enough? What productivity expectations are holding you captive? Let us take a moment of silent reflection. Hear this compassionate word from Isaiah. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Know that already God is offering us freedom from feeling alone in fixing what feels oh so wrong with this world, inviting us to let go of the need to be God so that we might recognize that God is with us offering courage and difficulty. And know that despite our sometimes faltering steps, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are being forgiven even now. Glory to God. Amen. This morning during our offering, as this is our first Generosity Sunday, we're going to do things just a touch different. While the offering is being collected Um, On Generosity Sundays, we will have someone come and give a a message or tell a story about a generous moment that they either participated in or were witness to, etc. So this Sunday, while the offering is being collected, I will be sharing with you a story of generosity. But now, disciples of Jesus, children of God, we often spend our money on that which is not true bread labor toward things that will never satisfy. In our offering, we give to things that are of God, bread for the hungry, good news for those who are oppressed, the ministries of the church that welcome strangers and sons and daughters alike. We bring before God a portion of all that God has so freely given to us. i got to go down there to talk. So generosity, generosity can look a lot of different ways to a lot of different people. And I heard a story some years back. A young girl, probably around the age of 10 or 11, was having issues with her kidneys. They were both failing, and she needed a transplant. And it turned out that her... Eight year old brother was a perfect match. And so his parents and the doctors went to him and asked him if he would be willing to do this for his sister. And he thought about it for a minute and he asked them, Will it hurt? And they said, well, well, no, you'll be under anesthesia. You won't feel anything. And he said, no, will it hurt when I die? And he had said that he would do this. He was so willing to give to his sister, but he didn't understand at that moment that he was only giving one of his kidneys. He thought he was giving his life so that she could continue to live on. And even though it's a cute story, and there is a little misunderstanding on on a child's part the fact that in his understanding in that moment he was agreeing to give his life for his sisters that is a generosity that goes beyond most things in this world but again we can all be generous in a lot of different ways We don't have to give our lives for others necessarily, but we can give of ourselves in many different ways. I invite you to now please rise and join in singing our doxology. of wilderness and promised land, in days of want and in days of plenty, you have been with us. By these gifts we now share, may others know of your providence and care. Send us, not only our offerings, but our very selves, to console and comfort, to lift up and reach out, to listen and sit beside your children everywhere at the one table that you have set, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay. And please remain standing as you are able for our next hymn number 261, Lord of the Dance. Be seated. It is now time for our youth moment. I'd like to invite all of our children and youth to come grab a chair up front. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Sounds like you didn't have enough coffee. So, do you guys remember what I said today was? I said it during the very, very beginning. What's today? Take a guess. Sunday, third week in March. Those are all correct answers, technically. It's the first day of spring. Well, at least it is here in the Northern Hemisphere. That's, that's the part of the world we live in. So, what kinds of things do you think about when we talk about spring? What kinds of things? Yes. Flowers? Yes. I think of summer coming up. Summer coming up and your birthday? Okay, yes. Blossoms, okay, yes, Easter, that's coming up, yes, okay, what about you? Bees, yeah, those tend to come out more in spring, they got pollinating to do and honey to make, flies, yeah, yeah, I say mosquitoes, I, uh, I found several of those Thursday night, they were out in force. So those are all really good answers. You guys are good thinkers. I want to talk to you about plants um, and plants starting to grow and and that kind of stuff. Springtime is when a lot of things get get planted by farmers and, and other people who might have gardens and stuff at their homes. But when you plant stuff, does it pop up out of the ground right away? No, it it usually looks kinda like this at first, right? There's nothing really on the ground yet. So it takes time before we get to see something like this. All the, the green popping up, right? He's a farmer. I don't know who he is. He was on the internet. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, so after, after farmers plant everything, they get it all on the ground, what do you think they do next? Do they just sit around and kind of hang out, take a nap in the field? What do you say? They water them. What else might they do? Water them and leave, okay. What else? Fertilize. Fertilize them, yeah. So they have to tend to their fields. Broccoli. They might grow broccoli, that's right. They, they nurture those plants. They might use stuff to help keep the bugs and, and some of the little, little critters off of them because sometimes they'll eat the plants. They might, they might have a, a thing that looks like this that helps water or, like I said, keep off some of those... Those things that would eat the plants. And they have to be sure, they have to be sure that something else doesn't happen. What, what can happen to plants? What, what else could come up that could hurt them? At the same time, say it. The weeds. the weeds. The weeds, what? Go ahead. Caterpillars, yes, but the weeds, they have to protect them from the weeds because the weeds will come up and they'll almost like strangle the plants and then you won't have any fruits or vegetables or flowers. And But even after they do that, there are times where the farmer will leave that field alone. Now, they're not doing nothing. They have other fields and other things to do. But there are times where they have to wait and be patient to see stuff grow and to see what it needs, if it needs um, more fertilizer or maybe it needs more water or whatever it might need. And, you know, being patient and present, that's, that's true not just for growing vegetables or fruits or flowers. That's true for how we treat people too. Sometimes we need to be patient and present because we are always growing did you know that you are growing right now this very second you are growing everybody in this room is technically some people grow a little bit faster than others some people grow in different ways in different directions and it's not just physical we grow as as the people we are but we're always growing and when we're growing we need to be nurtured too And that might be by people like our family or our teachers or our friends. And there are ways that we can help nurture other people too. How we we treat people, if we're nice to them and helpful, that's how we help nurture people. All right. I would like to continue with our repeat after me prayer, if you guys are up for that again. You ready? I look at you. I look at me, I I celebrate celebrate. what I see, see. because God made all all. the smooth and rough, rough. no matter what, what. You're you're good enough. All right, we got two more things to do. Can anyone guess what the first one is? The Lord's Prayer. We're going to do it all together, the whole congregation. So fold your hands, and here we go. Ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You guys rock. The last thing we need to do is get some suckers and then head off to Sunday school. And make sure when you see Mr. Todd, tell him congratulations. You can call him your honor. Everybody make sure you set that as your ringtone for Todd and your phone. This morning, you can see in your bulletin our list of prayer requests. Uh, We are lifting up uh, Mark, a friend of Diane Wilcox, who is hospitalized with some serious health issues. We, of course, are continuing to lift up uh, the people of the Ukraine, as well as the citizens in Russia who are opposed to what is happening. Um, We are praying for peace and for a... A quick resolution. Uh, we are lifting up prayers for Rachel, um, Carol's daughter. We are lifting up uh, prayers for Jeff, uh, who is having problems with his knee and needs prayers for healing. We are continuing to lift up prayers for Darren and Linda and their family. Uh, we are lifting up prayers for Jean, Linda, and Lori. Um, they are Phyllis's cousins. They are all fighting cancer right now and in need of healing prayers. Uh, we are lifting up prayers for Heather and her family. Uh, her husband passed away very suddenly. Um, we are asking for prayers for, for comfort and, and healing for all of them as this time of mourning. Uh, we are lifting up prayers for Barry, Sandy's neighbor who is battling cancer. We are lifting up prayers for Marianne, who is recovering from a stroke. Uh, we are lifting up prayers for Sonia, David's mom, who had a spinal procedure recently. Um, we are also lifting up prayers for Chrissy. She is um, needing prayers of strength as she has given up alcohol and tobacco. And uh, for those of you who uh, have ever gone through anything similar, you know that every day can be a struggle. So we pray not only for strength, but for for peace, uh, for her. Um, we also want to lift up uh, Sue Hartag again. Um, She's starting um, a new chemo treatment tomorrow. It's a much more aggressive treatment than in the past. Um, so please keep her um, and David in your prayers. And then do we have any other joys or concerns we'd like to lift up this morning? We have microphones we can bring to you.
3: I have one I want to see. It's a joy. Uh, Christopher Michael, my great-grandson, was born on Friday. We, yes. And they're all doing well.
0: Good name, too.
3: <laughs> the best. I found out Thursday night that my cousin's son has cancerous tumors behind both eyes. Ooh. And they... Um, implanted him with some radioactive something, but he all has all kinds of other health issues as well, and he's only early 30s. So if you would keep him in your prayers, that would be great. Oh, Matthew Hilliard. A longtime resident of Clinton, Keith Hartung, he had an accident with a tractor and trailer. Um, I believe the trailer ran over him. He's so. Prayers for Keith Hartung.
0: Do we have any others? All right, if you would please join me then in an attitude of prayer. God of generous provision, we are grateful for the many ways you care for us and provide for the needs of your people. In word, water, bread and wine, you nourish and sustain us. When we listen to you, we encounter delight, and when we come to you, we live most fully. Sometimes though we find ourselves in a dry and weary land, where we have misused and depleted creation, drought and famine leave people and animals facing hunger and starvation, where we have polluted streams rivers and oceans fish and other water creatures suffer and die people without access to clean water become sick oh god help us to care for your creation in ways that make it possible for all to have enough food and water life verdant and abundance sometimes we find ourselves in a dry and weary land in places torn apart by war where the earth itself has been ravaged, where hospitals and homes and corner stores have been reduced to rubble, where human lives have been destroyed and deformed, where peace lies in the ruins and hope is buried. O God, raise peace among us again. Build hope up from the ground. Restore in us and in the world's leaders the will and determination to make an end of war and a new beginning for justice. Sometimes we find ourselves in a dry and weary land, when we are lost, unable to find our way to a place that is home for us, when we are sad and weighed down with regret or grief, when we are tired or sick in body, mind, or spirit. O God, provide water in the desert and manna in the wilderness, enough to sustain us for one more day, even enough to revive us for the long haul. Sometimes we find ourselves in the rich feast of your presence. We celebrate a new beginning in our lives, a new job, a new relationship, a new life, a new day of sobriety, a second chance. Oh God, we give thanks to you for this new blessing in our lives. Sometimes we find ourselves in the rich feast of your presence. We give thanks for the gift of healing after injury or illness, for laughter that bubbles up to replace our tears, for hope that spills in soothing light over the darkness of our despair. O God, we thank you for the gift of wholeness and resurrection promised to us in Jesus Christ. Sometimes we find ourselves in the rich feast of your presence. We enjoy the relief of forgiveness given and received. We enjoy a breach in walls of division. Our own hearts are enlarged and our own vision is broadened by new understanding. We welcome a prodigal home or are ourselves welcomed home again. O God, we thank you that you are reconciling all things in heaven and on earth. Be patient with us, we pray, in the very landscape of our lives. Make us patient with one another and even with ourselves. Do your good work within us, among us, and beyond us, too, until our lives and all creation come fully into your realm. You, who are so generously providing, deserve our praise, our grateful praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you would please join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. We seek you in your word, O God, as though we are searching for water in a dry and weary land. By the power of your Holy Spirit, may this word be to us a rich feast, satisfying the soul. Then with our mouths, we will praise you, and with our lives, we will bless you, our host and our hope. Amen. We will now hear from our choir.
1: Our first scripture reading today is 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 13. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our our ancestors were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them and the rock was Christ nevertheless God was not pleased with most of them and they were struck down in the wilderness now these things occurred as examples for us so that we might not desire evil as they did do not become idolaters sorry about that idolaters as some of them did As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents. And do not complain as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. These things happened to them to serve as an example, and they were written down to instruct us, on whom the ends of the ages have come. So if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength but with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. A word of God that is still speaking, and the people say, Thanks "Thanks be be to God." God. Our next hymn is number 298, When I Surveyed the Wondrous Cross. And stand if you are able, please.
0: Be seated. Our second reading for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. The first section of this reading, verses 1 through 5, are titled Repent or Perish, and then the second set, verses 6 through 9, are titled The Parable of the Barren Fig Tree. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Shalom fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders "'than all the others living in Jerusalem. "'No, I tell you, but unless you repent, "'you will all perish just as they did.' "'Then he told this parable. "'A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, "'and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. "'So he said to the gardener, "'See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, "'and still I find none. "'Cut it down.' why why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. A word of God that is still speaking, and you say, thanks be to God. If you would please join me once again in an attitude of prayer. Healing and nurturing God, you know just what we need to thrive, to be successful, to be productive. You also know just what we need to be fruitful, especially working in your ministry in this world. Help us to listen when you lead us in this way. May we hear your Holy Spirit as calls are placed upon our hearts. And may we always be willing to help nurture one another and to allow ourselves to be nurtured by you and others. Help us to be good examples both by our doing and our letting others do for us. Now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning again to you all. Today we are in the third week of Lent, as I mentioned at the beginning of the service, and therefore we are in the third week of our Lent and Easter season sermon series titled Good Enough. On Ash Wednesday, we talked about how for humanity, perfection is impossible, but transformation is not impossible. We also talked about how even though society may have these unreachable and unrealistic expectations, of what our lives should be and should look like, that doesn't mean that our lives are somehow less than. The first Sunday of Lent, we talked about the idea and the truth that ordinary lives can be holy. And we acknowledge that all that we really have are the ordinary things of life to point us towards the divine presence. On the second Sunday of Lent, which was last Sunday, we talked about how so much is out of our control in our lives and in our world. We talked about how we can get frustrated when all things and all people are not just so and may interfere with our carefully laid plans in life. And then we asked ourselves, what if we could adjust our understanding of divine presence as as a dance partner who is is there with us, improvising alongside, no matter where the dance takes us. Today, we're going to focus mostly on our reading from Luke's gospel, and as the title indicates, how lots of things can be medicine. I want to go back again to that second section in our reading, the parable of the barren fig tree. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on it and found none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? Gardener replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. Oh, the shame, the shame, the unbearable shame of the unproductive fig tree. Three years, three whole years and and no fruit. What a waste, cut it down, cut it down. Make room for a more dedicated and hard-working tree or plant that will be fruitful and help fulfill a need. And yet, does this fig tree maybe represent more than just a plant that has not been able to produce fruit? Could maybe, just maybe, this be a metaphor sometimes for us? As I asked you earlier in the service, who among us can say that they are living up to their fullest potential? I can't imagine where anybody could possibly get the idea that they weren't living up to their fullest potential, except for pretty much everywhere you look. The productivity experts these days, they can diagnose what's wrong with us. Sell us an antidote an antidote of of three amazing sessions for that low, low price, and it's guaranteed to turn your life around. Or maybe it's a learn-at-your-own-pace video lecture series with lifetime access that you can complete on your own schedule, which still won't be fast enough, and then pay just a small fee to receive your certificate in the mail. And, of course, turn yourself into the most productive person in the world. Yeah. Okay. Okay but is there possibly another option? This gardener. This gardener offers an alternative medicine, if you will. The gardener offers instead to to nurture slowly, let that fig tree soak in everything out of that manure, gets all the good stuff, the nutrients, everything it needs. And again, the truth is that laying fallow and getting fertilized with laughter and tears at all of the rough stuff in life can help to heal us, can help to heal what is ailing us. And sometimes that's productive enough. Sometimes taking time to rest, to enjoy life, to make people a bigger priority than things Sometimes all of that is productive enough. Often, when this passage comes up in our Revised Common Lectionary, which is a way that people have laid out scriptures in the Bible to cover the majority of stories and lessons over a three year period. But when this passage comes up, and that the theme that a lot of preachers use is around repentance, focusing on that first part. Of the passage but instead we're looking at this idea of of judgment about whether this fig tree is worthy of existence at all now I'll be honest I have never been known to or been known or mistaken for a gardener working outdoors on on plants or flowers that is not my thing Um, Many plants have died in attempt. They gave their life. My maternal grandfather, however, had quite the green thumb. Not only did he have an amazing array of plants and flowers in their front and backyard, he had plants in his basements with special lights. Not, not those kind of plants, but... Um, Either way, the man could grow anything pretty much anywhere. And he passed that gift on to my mother. And I remember growing up, my mom always kept um, a garden uh, on the side of our garage. And she would switch it up a little bit from year to year. There were times she grew corn. Um, We had sunflowers once, and I remember them reaching to... um, Not quite the exact top of the garage, but pretty close, Um, which for me was very weird. I didn't know sunflowers could get that big. Um, She had rhubarb. She would plant that often because then she would harvest that and do strawberry rhubarb pie. Um, We did pumpkins a handful of times. And she still has a garden. It's a little bit smaller now um, in raised beds that my father built for her. Um, So one that helps keep some of the critters out, but also saves her back from having to bend over too much. And I know that many of you, many of you have gardens in your backyards or maybe even on a separate plot of land. I know that several of you have grown up on farms or maybe had neighbors who were farmers. And that means that I know that most of, if not all of you, Know that for a garden to be successful, it takes nurturing and tending. Successful nurturing takes, takes time, takes patience. In regards to gardening, it also takes knowing what each kind of plant or flower needs to flourish. And the same thing is true about people. To successfully nurture another person, you need to know what that person needs. For flourishing. Now, there are definitely some, some basic things that pretty much every person needs to flourish, like air and water and food. But then there are also things that will differ from person to person based on their life experiences, their belief systems, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes we need to ask ourselves, what medicine Do we need to help what is ailing us? Is it rest? Is it time alone? Is it more time with our loved ones? Is it a reminder that we are all beloved children of God? I want you to take a moment and think about what medicine that you might be needing right now that would help you heal from what is ailing you most in your life. And I want to acknowledge that this can be be kind of challenging. Because the truth is, we still tend to default to the old pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and soldiering on. But think about that. Has that ever worked before? And I mean really, really worked before? I've always been incredibly frustrated and annoyed with that line, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's physically impossible. You literally cannot do that. But it's been something that has been dumped on generation after generation, convincing people that if they are not successful or thriving or super-duper productive, it is all completely on them and the efforts that they are making. Let's be honest, that's a complete falsehood. How many people never receive the kind of nurturing and support that would help them to be their best selves? How many people never get the nurturing and support that encourages them to follow their dreams, to to try and reach for the stars, or even just to understand that they are loved and that they are worthy of life? And yes, I acknowledge that this kind of gets into the territory of the nature versus nurture debates, but both are critical to a person's development and their ability not only to be productive, but also to feel like their productivity is of value. Instead of the old, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, what if we tried something different? What if we took the time to nurture others that really need it? What if we opened ourselves to receiving nurturing from others when we need it? What if instead of chopping each other down when we think the other is not being productive enough, what if instead we gave each other some more time and nurturing, showed some patience and presence, showed some love and caring attention. I think we'd be surprised at what we might find. Marvin J. Ashton, a Utah politician who lived during the 1900s, he once said, Be the one who nurtures and builds. Be the one who has an understanding and forgiving heart, one that looks for the best in people, Leave people better than you found them. This is probably one of the few times I could count on one hand that I've agreed with something a politician has said. John Lennon, part of the Beatles, considered part of the voice of a generation, he once was quoted as sharing that we've got this gift of love, but love is like a precious plant You can't just accept it and leave it in the cupboard or just think it's going to get on by itself. You've got to keep watering it. You've got to really look after it and nurture it. An author, Brian Kozlov, once went on record with the claim that if you nurture your mind, body, and spirit, your time will expand. You will gain a new perspective that will allow you to accomplish much more. I've got one last quote for you this morning. It comes from uh, Catherine Viner, the editor-in-chief of The Guardian. She says, If people long to create a better world, then we must use our platform to nurture imagination. Hopeful ideas, fresh alternatives, belief that the way things are isn't the way things need to be. What was once called the most dangerous phrase in business, but I believe it is actually the most dangerous and surest sign of death for a church, is the saying, but we've always done it this way. There's no nurturing in that statement. There is no room for growth, for potential. I pray that we never find ourselves holding on to outdated practices or ideologies that prevent us from nurturing each other, from being nurtured by each other, and most importantly, from living out our faith authentically in ways that reflect God's love and grace to the world. I think about our youth and our children and I know from countless conversations, from people close to me, how hard these last couple years have been on our teachers. I have seen the exhaustion in their eyes, I have seen the almost emptiness. That they are running on. And yet I still see the nurturing happening in our children. And yes, I acknowledge that comes also from, from family and friends, but our teachers are the ones who spend probably the most time with our children during the day in the waking hours. They have had to find new ways to do so much. And we can still see the success they are having in our children. We need to not be afraid of trying new things, especially when it gives us the opportunity to nurture one another or to be nurtured ourselves. We are better together. We are a community of faith. We are the children of God. When one flourishes, we all can flourish. Amen. If you would rise as you are able for our closing hymn number 438, Forth in thy name, O Lord. Beloved children of God, blessed are we who stop, okay, maybe not stop entirely, who are we kidding, but who slow down, we who discover rest and new life and renewal when we step off the treadmill or at least turn it down, we who remember that the world keeps spinning without us and thank God for that, we who remember we are loved, 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 just being us. And now may the God who loves all of creation and you without price and Jesus our companion along this crooked path called life and the Holy Spirit who loves to improvise in surprising ways go with you, dwell among you, and give you joy this day and forevermore. Amen.